Right now, I'd like to introduce to you some friends of mine. Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome to the Three Little Girl Podcast. My name is Nikki B. It's your boy Aokeem. And it's Bobby Michelle. Welcome back, what? guys. <laughs> Another episode. Season two, episode two. Welcome. Glad you're listening. Yes, sir. So if you're probably listening right now, that means you watched the first episode. So yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We're hoping that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun and it definitely brought a new element to it. So Yes. How are you guys feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I'm a little tired, but I'm feeling pretty good. And I just wanted our listeners to know that we appreciate you guys for tuning in with us for another season. It's super exciting to even be in season two. I mean, I feel like a whole series out here for real. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And that we will be doing sprinkles of visuals throughout the season. Um, So just make sure you stay tuned because we are going to be doing special episodes of visuals we will still be doing audio for the majority of the time this season but we will be doing more visual episodes as well yep 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 it'll be a lot of fun so keen what do you have for us today for the mental health minute so yes this is the mental health minute for today and i just have a little tidbit that i want to share and shout out to the millennial therapist because sis be getting everybody (laughs) together on an instagram page so i found something that stuck out and it said hard truth people who aren't happy for your success probably won't contribute to it so i'm gonna read that again people who aren't happy for your success probably won't contribute to it and i thought that was very telling because it is important to have people in your tribe who uplift you who pour into you who uh what's the word i'm looking for um affirm you And and if you don't have those type of people in your circle, you really, really like need to reevaluate your circle. So, yes, no lames in my circle. We all affirm each other. (laughs) We all pour into each other. We all love each other. So, yes, if people aren't affirming you in your friendships or they're not contributing to your success or, you know, just speaking positivity into your success or whatever it is you're doing, you know, kind of reevaluate those people around you because you probably don't need them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) thoughts <laughs> wow i feel like like the word you said telling is perfect for that because you may have some friends um or even family members that you know you're you call them friends you call them family members but like when i put out something or if i'm promoting something or if something positive happens to me were you silent and like i never even thought to think about that because you think like oh it's my family like you know, it's my family, it's my friends, but no, really, actually, were you silent? <laughs> like, if I asked you for help or asked you to do something, Facts. did you do it? Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good thing to just have in the back of your mind because it gives you a sense of awareness. And then, you know, you can kind of figure out how you want to distance yourself from people that aren't pouring into you. So right. I love that. Yeah, I agree. And I think people in your circle or even just in your life in general, maybe not your circle, if you feel like they're not um, like rooting for you, then they just don't deserve that spot. And it doesn't even have to be like any beef with them. Just literally just <laughs> cut them off. <laughs> finally. 
Like, let that shit go. And they're probably jealous. So probably, mm. probably. Mm-mm-mm. So yes, I'm excited to see what's on your list of Bobby's top three, two, one. So let's talk about it. Let's break it down. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So obviously, for people who may not know, Bobby's top three, two, one is my top three things to watch. My top two things to get off my chest and my top one thing to listen to. So the first thing is a movie called 13 Lives. Have you guys ever heard of that movie? It actually was based on a true story. Mm -mm, Haven't seen it yet. So it was a true story that happened in 2018 about a mission to rescue 12 boys and their soccer coach from a flooded cave in Thailand. Do you guys remember that story at all? No. (laughs) (laughs) maybe it sounds familiar sounds familiar Mm -hmm. i had never heard of it either but basically this this, the soccer team from thailand they like to kind of explore the caves that they have and i guess it was a really really bad rainy season and rainstorm and it flooded the cave so much that they couldn't get out because they weren't going to be able to swim the length that it would take to get from the the depths of the cave to the outside It's, it's like a three hour to five hour swim. And -hmm. if you're not like a trained swimmer, you ain't gonna be able to do that, especially a little boy (laughs) with little lungs. Mm -hmm. So they had to call in all of these people from all around the world that have done these kind of crazy dives and they did multiple What's wrong? Nothing. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) It's the fucking ring doorbell. (laughs) Go ahead. ahead. It will never leave us alone. Right. Um, but they do all these crazy dives to try to get into them. They do different attempts because it's like, damn, like I got to get my breath together myself, even though I'm a crazy Olympic swimmer. So it's really good. It's one of those like survival dramas. If you like that type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is called fall. Have y'all heard of that? It's a movie. Yeah, I saw that. I saw I that. that one either. You saw that one? I saw that one. I was hey, good. Nikki, you should watch that one. If you like thrillers and survival, both of these are like survival type of movies. Um, and this one can be found on YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV, Amazon Prime Video, I think is where I watched it. And it's about these two best friends, two girls. They end up having a loss amongst them, like a, a dear friend of theirs passes away. And one of them is kind of in a funk about it, but they're all about like pushing the limit and facing your fears and they rock climb all the time. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, come on, let's go rock climb 2000 feet up in the air to this remote abandoned telephone. Pole. Foolish. So they climb the fuck to the top of this shit. And then, of course, because it's remote and abandoned, it's old as hell. The ladder breaks off and falls down. Wow. Mm-hmm. They have no way to get down. And obviously, when you're 2,000 feet up in the air and the telephone pole is remote and abandoned, you probably ain't going to have no service either. Mm -hmm. So they have to figure out how the fuck they're going to get down. And it's just their journey through that. No food, no water. You can just imagine how crazy that shit is. Mm What do you think about that movie, Keem? Couldn't have been me. (laughs) Couldn't have been me. And I don't want to give too much weight, but it was... um, like I was just more so blown the fact that like they didn't say anything to anybody, you know, telling them what they were doing, where they were going. And, you know, just in case if something happened, Hey, meet me here. And then there was a really interesting twist in the movie that I didn't really, you know what I'm talking about. So I love when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. So that kind of like fucked me up a little bit, but um, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Um, Yeah. I enjoyed it. I love a good thriller. So yeah. Mm-hmm. 
good one. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. And I think it also just your point from last episode when you said check on everybody. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you know somebody's pattern is usually to speak to you every day or every couple of days and they're right. not doing that shit. Right. You might want to check in because they might be stuck up on a fucking telephone pole mm-hmm. and you don't even know. Yeah. So that was number two. Number three from scratch. And I know both of y'all watched that. Yes. Right? That was a good okay. one. I think I still haven't watched. I watched it in a weird order. I think I still missed an episode. <laughs> it's a long story. Never never mind. Go ahead. Never mind. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> no. I know. When I saw your space, you... I was like, never mind. I don't even want to discuss it. Weird order. How did you do that? Because <laughs> I was I I started watching it when I was getting my hair done. Mm-hmm. So she was like an episode, let's say seven out of ten. Uh, so then I watched like one through four. So I think I might have missed five and six. <laughs> got you, got you. That makes sense. <laughs> well, yes. For anybody that doesn't know, From Scratch is a Netflix limited drama series starring one of my favorites, Zoe Saldana, um, and many other familiar faces. I thought the cast was really, really great. Um, it's about an American student studying in Italy. She falls in love with a Sicilian chef. And we basically experience their life together, their ups, their downs, the love, the relationship tests. It's only eight episodes. Um, so it's really, really bomb. And I'm interested to hear what you guys have thought about the parts that you've seen. I thought it was interesting. I'm normally not into like the romantic drama movies because yeah. I feel like they're a little... Um, I, you could just tell what's coming next. I feel like it's a little predictable. But this one was interesting because I like the whole culture aspect that they bought in. And I thought that um, the fact that she knows she's fluent in Italian in mm-hmm. real life, I thought that made it pretty authentic. Right. So I liked it. And that's a, something that I didn't know. I didn't know she was uh, fluent in Italian. And I was Spanish. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's doing this very well. It's mm-hmm. believable, you know. And oh, I didn't know that. Shout out to Zoe. <laughs> Go ahead, sis. But um, I enjoyed it. I liked how it, it talked about like the ups and downs of relationships and when people go through real shit. When you're married, like sickness and in health is a real thing. Mm-hmm. So like they really, really latched on to that. And I kind of loved at the end how like it, it was really family oriented, like the family yes. came together to support her. And, you know, yeah, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. I was very emotional watching it. <laughs> like it was, it was shocking. I didn't think I really would. But there was like a part that just I was like, damn it. Here come the waterworks. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was really good. The last two episodes were the last two, I think, right? I think were so. Last two or three. Yeah, it yeah probably been like last, last three. Because at one point yeah. I was like, okay, not to give it away, but somebody might be passing away. Soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like that for like the last three episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when I tell you, if this child don't get an award for that, Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the vulnerability and places you have to tap into to feel that amount of emotion when her husband is alive and well, like it's crazy that she can tap into that. I just feel like she really deserves an award. And so does. Um, and I can't remember her name right now, but I'll find it later. Who plays her sister? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was amazing, too. Um, and also, I don't know if you guys knew this, but it was produced by Zoe Saldana and her sisters have a production company. Mm-hmm. So they produce a lot of films and TV shows, but also Reese Witherspoon with Hello Beautiful, I believe it's mm-hmm. called. Mm-hmm. And she knew that Zoe was married to an Italian man. And mm-hmm. she was like, oh my gosh, you guys are inspiring me so much. This was based on a true story about an actual woman who they have a book based on her yeah. story. 
So they took her mm-hmm. book and made it into the show. So I think it was amazing. So good. I'm glad y'all watched that. Mm-hmm. Um, my two things to get off my chest. First, streaming is cool. Okay. Like streaming shows, movies, all that kind of stuff is cool. But if I have to download one more fucking platform to watch a show that was advertised on yeah. another one. What do you mean? Like I could be watching Hulu and then they advertise a show, but the shit ain't on Hulu. It's on Peacock and mm-hmm. I don't have Peacock. So now I got to download Peacock and make oh, a Peacock I got you. account because mm-hmm. it's only on Peacock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like if I down, if I'm watching Amazon Prime, they don't show something that's on Showtime. I don't have Showtime. So maybe I got to add an addition on Hulu or I got like, come on, can we get some yeah. consistency? Like <laughs> at least stop now. Can we not add any more? Right. 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 Yeah. The good thing is, I know if you have Xfinity, then you automatically have a free Peacock account. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I don't think you can log in. I mean, you probably can, but it'll automatically log you in for free on like your TV, mm-hmm. but not necessarily on other devices. But, exactly. Yeah, so I, I caved and made a Peacock account because it's a lot of stuff that I want to watch on Peacock. But then there's other stuff that I want to watch on Apple TV or other stuff. Like, it's just like, okay. And that's a what? lot of streaming sites to be paying for. Exactly. <laughs> you might yeah, I was going to say, cable. are you paying for all this? No. Or are you getting the free accounts? <laughs> no, we do the, we do the communal. Uh, yeah, gotcha. right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a couple people who got my Disney Plus and Netflix. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And HBO Max. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I have your HBO Max. <laughs> I'm about to say, like, is it the bill due soon? I got to check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, and this is not my number two, but mm. also have y'all heard that Netflix is about to start charging you yeah. per extra device? So, like, if you have Netflix on your TV. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was per someone, person. It's per that's device. what I mean. Like, because oh, okay. it's going to be a different device, you know? Okay. okay. Like, if I have yeah. it on my TV, but my sister is watching in her phone. Right. They're going to charge me for the... Adi- and it's like netflix some of y'all like content hasn't been up to par lately for y'all to be you know charging all this extra nonsense so (laughs) (laughs) that is a good point nikki i don't need to find that out if it is if it's per person then it's like okay we're just gonna make one account you know, right, mm-hmm. and then your your algorithm would just be off. But if, I'll pay for that. Right. Right, I'd right. rather not pay the extra money. But I don't know that that's the case because that's so easy. Everybody right. be on the same name right. versus being on five thousand different things and watching the same thing from different places. You know, yeah, they just know. I think for them, they're being greedy. Maybe greedy is not the right word because they probably are missing out on a lot of money because people have the multiple accounts and then you're sharing those accounts to like 10 people. So they're probably like, hold up, we could be really making a lot more money on this, but there's gotta be a better way to do it in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And then my number two thing is these two day weekends don't do nothing (laughs) for me. (laughs) I mean, it just literally feels like an inhale and an exhale and we're back to work. Mm -hmm. And when you try to plan some shit, on the weekend, they really don't do nothing for me. So I really feel like we need to have three-day weekends. But my question was, if we make it three-day weekends, do y'all feel like the same issue would happen? Yes. Like, in 10 years from now, like, the generation that just starts working would be like, oh, my God, three-day weekend. Like, that's not enough. Yeah, (laughs) it'll never be enough. Just we Mm -hmm. should be working, like, maybe two days out of the week. And then the rest, (laughs) like, you know. Yes, man. It's All never right. enough. Yeah, it's never enough. Like weekends really do feel like 30 minute breaks, honestly. 
Yes, Literally. unpaid breaks. Yeah, exactly. Because you get to Friday and depending on what you do on a Friday and technically that don't really count because like you still work and mm-hmm, whatever right. time you're off, that's what it is. But Saturday gets here and you may want to chill, but then you have errands to do and then you have other shit to, um, <laughs> to work on. And before you know it, Sunday is here. And th- is it me or do you guys get like that weird like work anxiety like yes. where it gets like, oh, my God. The Monday the- blues. Yeah. Yeah. Like that shit. On Mondays or Sunday? Sunday. Sunday. Get yeah. okay. Monday blues, yeah. like, oh my God, Monday is coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that on three day weekends. Like, if I'm off on a Monday, by Monday, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, do I really have to go back? Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Absolutely. I hate that for us. Right, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Thank you for letting me get those two things off my chest. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing to listen to, I'm sure you guys have listened to this. I think Nikki, you listened to this too. SZA dropped her sophomore album mm-hmm. called SOS. It's a 23-song project. Um, and they're saying that it's kind of still running along the lines of that relationship. I don't need no man, but then I also can be messy kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Yeah. But it takes a different spin on it. Um, it was very eclectic from a sound um, standpoint. So what did you guys think about it? I was just happy that it was 23 songs because I feel like a lot of artists these days are putting out like 8 to 10. Yeah. It's just not enough. Like you have all this buzz and hype over it and then it's like eight songs it's like okay mm. so i was just glad that she put a full project out yeah um i enjoyed the project i feel like now since it's it's been a while so it's it sat with me because when it first mm. came out i was like oh, i like a few songs here and there but i wasn't crazy over it. but the more i've been listening to it the project has like grown on me i think it's a pretty solid project um like i said before it's not her most conceptual project you know because there are different layers to different songs and stuff i feel like control was more of like you were kind of like reading her diary a little bit so you got all the themes like everything kind of made sense but this album you know it felt like okay i was recording a lot of different things experiment with a lot of different things so i'm going to try this i'm going to try that like if you listen to the album kind of it almost like the first half of the album is like hip hop and R&B mm-hmm. type vibes. And like the second half is like alternative. The mm-hmm. third half is kind of like the singles and stuff that's like already out. And it kind of right. some other third songs half. that tie. Yeah. Like it's like three different parts <laughs> to this album. And uh, like the few other songs kind of just tie it all together. But um, yeah, I enjoyed the album. And sadly, I don't think I'll be able to see her live because I really want to hear this album live yeah yeah wait what do you mean say it again well the ticket sales for this concert were fucking ridiculous to get and like i'm just pissed off because these resales are like three thousand dollars for like one ticket (laughs) and for the nosebleeds yeah for the nosebleeds like these resellers can fucking choke i I really hate it i'm at the point where if you're not singing and dancing like, if you're not giving a performance, I'm yeah. not paying that type of money. Yeah, I'm not paying that either. Unless you're like Jill Scott. Jill Scott's an exception. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's an experience. I'm sorry. Like, if you're not out here with freaking strobe lights and moving, mm-hmm. it's like, come on. Giving full performance. So I hope she's giving that on this tour because um, the last concert she came, she canceled it like three times before she came to Philly and... Mm. Yeah, that pissed me off. But, you know, <laughs> I've since then moved on and forgiven scissors. So, you know, um, 
you know, I hope she kills it this time around. <laughs> yes, I'm sure she will. And hopefully somehow, by the grace of God, we can get you to that concert. Okay. Hand. I will let you know okay. if we can figure something out. Listen. But thank you guys for listening to today's Bobby's Top 321. I'm going to toss it over to Nikki B with According to Nick. Thank you, Bobby. Okay, so According to Nikki, I think everyone needs to pay better attention when they're driving. <laughs> Talk about it. And I'm going to tell you why. So recently I was on my way to work and the road that I have to take to work is pretty much, um, it's a very rural road. So it's just one lane going north and south and I'm driving. And at this time of day, there's school buses on this road, right? So there's two school buses going the opposite way of me. So obviously, and their lights start coming on, which means that they're about to stop and you have to stop, right? So I start to slow down because I'm like, dang, it's two of them. And I thought I could pass them, but I was like, no, I probably shouldn't. Let me just slow down. So I probably was doing about like 45. So I slow down. I did not slam on my brakes, but I slowed down, right? Because I didn't want to pass them. (laughs) Because where I live, it's like a five, I think it's, it went up to $500 if you get caught because they have cameras on the side of the school buses. If you go past the school bus, it's a $500 ticket. So I slow down. Once I come to a complete stop, I look in my, um, passenger mirror to make sure like the person behind me stopped. Like at that point I was just like looking to see like, is everyone else stopping? I looked to my passenger mirror. The person behind me is going full speed, trying to swerve around me and his car flips three times in the air. Oh shit. Are you serious? Yes. He hit the electrical pole that was like next, like right behind my car, but next to my car. And once he hit it, the pole broke so the wires start falling and his car flips. So then I pull over into the, um, like the, sh- what is that called? Like the shoulder. Cause at that point I'm like in the middle of the road, I pull over the school buses. Like now they're done picking up their kids. <laughs> so they start to like creep by, but they're looking at this car. Like everybody's just stopped at this point. So I pull over and I'm thinking because of the area in which that I work, I'm like, oh my God, this is probably like an old white guy that's about to whip my ass thinking <laughs> that like it's my fault, which uh-huh. it clearly is not right. because clearly. you didn't even hit my car. So mm-hmm. it's not my fault. So I get out the car and there was a woman, the woman that he landed in her lawn. She came running <laughs> out. Oh <my laughs> she came running Could you out. Imagine? <laughs> Yo, she came running out and she's like pulling the door to get him out the car. And she's looking at me like, can you please help? Like, and she's like pulling the car. But at this point, I'm on the phone with 911. And I didn't want to touch the car because the wires are right. touching the car. She shouldn't have been yeah. touching the car. Well, yeah. she's thinking, like, I'm trying to save this guy's life. Yeah. Like, okay. We both thought he was dead. We both oh, thought he shit. was dead. I get why she was doing it, but I was like, I'm not about to touch the car. So he gets out the car. He is completely fine. Like, walks out the car. <laughs> it's a black guy, too. Older black guy. <laughs> I was like, what Like, what just happened? I said, did you not see me slowing down? And he just couldn't even remember sure. what was mm-hmm. going on. So the cops finally come, ambulance comes and all this. He tries to get back in the car. He's like, I need to get my glasses. I was like, sir, I don't think you should get back in the car. Like, the car is totaled. Mm. Like, the car is completely totaled. And even everyone was telling him, don't touch the car because the electrical wires, the power goes out on this block because right. of the wires mm-hmm. down. Mm. So the point of all this is to say, like, you need to give adequate space between you and the car in front of you. 
Okay. You need to do that. And you need to be paying attention at all times. Mm. Because then when the cops were questioning him, he was like, yeah, there were school buses in front, in front of the woman like me. And I said, no, sir. They were on the other side of the road. They were going the opposite way. He didn't even realize where the school buses were. Mm-hmm. So he had no recollection of why we were all slowing down. Mm. Like, what were you doing? Yeah. What the fuck were you doing? Pay I attention. wonder if he was on his phone. Or right. Something. He was either on his phone or looking down or something. Mm-hmm. At some point, he must have looked down. And that's why he tried to swerve around me and then hit the pole. But like like he's so lucky that he lived yeah i, I have no idea like no i literally one was saw the car like, flip in my mirror crazy. insane yeah and the, the fact that no one was hurt mm-hmm. couldn't believe it so i got back in my car and went to work but <laughs> business oh as usual <laughs> business <laughs> as usual wow what day of the week was that that's a good question i think it was a tuesday mm. it, was On a a tuesday. Random it must tuesday. have been like six forty-five a.m it was early wow. but People just need to pay attention because things like that can result in serious injury, harm, deaths. The power went out. Like, to this day, they haven't fixed the pole. I drive past it every day. I'm like, well, that's still not fixed. (laughs) 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 So, like, just pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention, people. Yeah. So that's all I have for today for According to Nick. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. What's going on, guys? You are now tuned into a new episode of the Three Lytical Podcast. We are back from break. So, yes, we are going to talk about today's pickup conversation. So I'm going to toss it over to my girl, Bobby. What's up? Talk to us. What's today's pickup <laughs> conversation about? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, y'all? So y'all know I love watching stuff. And recently I've been watching this show on Hulu called The Parent Test. Yes. Have you guys seen that? Yes. Okay. I've seen commercials and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they have really good commercials, so you would get the idea from that. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, but for anybody who doesn't know, it's this new like reality competition show where they have 12 different parenting styles and they're all competing for who is the best parenting style. Right. Um, I don't know if in reality you can really choose the best parenting style because there's so many factors that go into it. But Facts. it's interesting because I never even heard of some of these parenting styles. I'm just going to run them down real quick. And then I want to hear <clears throat> from you guys just what your initial thoughts were about the concept of this show. So it's helicopter parent, which I've heard of before. is when you do not give mm-hmm. your child a break. They can't do nothing by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> discipline which is just like you have consequences for your actions strict like rules are it that's what we abide by intense work is first you must excel free range that's what i had never heard of i never heard of that one either yeah yeah self-exploration you kind of set the child kind of sets their own boundaries um high achievement is just always pushing 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 for greatness routine structure and planning to help them understand what to expect throughout the day Mm mm-hmm um, traditional, like I'm not your friend, I'm your parent. Like, yeah. That's the way it is. <laughs> um, natural, which I guess they just use more outdoor living. They may live outside in an oh, RV Jesus. or something like that. Um, child led, where you move at the child's pace, and then new age, which is like putting fun at the highest priority in your household. Mm-hmm. Hmm. In Nikki's face. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of like I didn't some of these I didn't realize I there were so many. Right, right. Yeah. I didn't know. Um, yeah. 
So, yeah. So basically they compete to see which one is the best. And, you know, none of us are parents, but we've all been children, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I know we have thoughts or have thought about how we were brought up, if there were things that we want to continue to do for our own children, or if there are things I'm like, I'm definitely not doing that for mine. Mm -hmm. So just thinking about those styles and thinking about how you were raised, I'm wanting to hear what you guys think about what's effective, what you wouldn't do, if there are any styles that kind of connect to you. Um, Let me see. For me, I think the styles that I connected to the most on there... I don't want to say connected to the most because there, I, f- I feel like there's a little bit of like every style of like parenting in mm-hmm. parenting. So there's kind of like you pull from different ones, but I like the um, the new age style parenting. Mm. Yeah, that for me, I, I like the the one couple on there. I liked how they handled their kids and. Mm. You know, they let them experiment with different things. They, you know, kind of gave them, you know, vices to figure stuff out on their own. However, there were boundaries still. There's a one particular episode where, you know, they talk about stranger danger and Mm -hmm. they did not get off that couch. You know, even (laughs) though their parents were like, yeah, you know, we'll be we're open to people. You know, we accept all people. However, the world is still fucking crazy. So like you don't let anybody walk in your house. So don't let anybody come through this door. Not unless we tell you to open the door or you come get us and we'll open the door. For me, at least, I believe like I like kind of identify with that. And even too, like they didn't let them like they were free range. Was it free range or new age? What, what was new it? Age. New no, age. New yeah. age. Yeah. But when they had to do like a swap, um, it was a yes day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They, the parents didn't want them eating in their bed. Like, and I know for me, um, I wouldn't want them eating in my bed either. So like, there's still right. some type of like boundary there, you know, with the new age style and, um, you know, you're still a child too. We'll give mm-hmm. you, we'll give you space and we'll give you, you know, all of this within reason, within mm-hmm. reason. Um, I think like another style, I kind of liked was the high achievement, mm. but, but I feel like those kids at some point are going to grow up to like resent their parents because mm. <laughs> when you put too much pressure on a child to just be like great and not let them like be a kid. Yeah. yeah. I see the effects of it like long term. However, when it's just too much, it's like, yo, let them be a kid. Like, let them, they don't need to be doing Mandarin at like two years old. Like, that's a (laughs) lot. Like, I get it. I get it. However, like, that's too much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, but those are it for me. I think that, I mean, thinking back, I think my parents pretty much incorporated a, a ton of these in some way. Right. I don't think. Um, they kind of fit into any one of these categories. But I also grew up, like, my mom and my dad lived in separate households. So obviously they're two different parents completely because mm. it's not like they were doing it together. Um, but I do appreciate that parents can kind of go in and out of these different categories because I think every situation is different. Every child is different. So, but I do appreciate the high achievement one. I think that was emphasized in from both of my parents that, like, I just had to do well. Right. Like, mm. I couldn't just have C's and D's like there were consequences. And I didn't think that was unfair. It was just like, no, you need to have A's and B's. Like, For sure. 
you just won't have a phone. Like you get to see them. Okay, like, <laughs> like, but it wasn't crazy to me. It was just like, yeah, my mom, they want me to get happy and bees. The one that I feel like it probably did not was the, um, they did not kind of implement was the child led. If I'm seeing that correctly or like understanding it, mm-hmm. I didn't really have like, it wasn't like, we'll follow whatever you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> like there were rules and the rules just made sense. It wasn't right. like you make up some rules and then we'll see. <laughs> let's, let's make up rules together. Like it just wasn't that. I remember mm-hmm. my, um, my mom used to always say, and my brother and I thought she was like crazy for saying this, but her name is Donna. And she used to say, this is Donna's world. I don't care what other kids are allowed to do. This is Donna's world. Okay. And I remember my brother used to be like, but we live in America. And my mom was like, no, this is Donna's world. <laughs> so I definitely don't think we had a child led childhood, yeah. but I like all the other ones. Yeah. The strict one even I think I would be kind of strict with my kids just because I just need them to know, like, I what I, I want them to trust that what I'm telling them to do or what I'm trying to guide them in a way is, like, because I could know what's best. Right. Mm. It's not because I'm just making you do things just to make you do them. Mm-hmm. But, like, you don't know anything. Like, you're a kid. So what I'm trying to tell you is because I know. So... I think that's where I would come from with the strict thing, but it wouldn't be like a 24 seven, like you can't even speak, you know? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that I was definitely opposed to the strict, intense, high achievement ones at first, Mm -hmm. just because I know how like caging that can feel to a child. When we talk about strict, I I personally think that I probably will be more strict than I think just Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I want them to be protected. Like mm-hmm. I know this, even with my nephew, like if he's about to do something that I know is going to hurt him, my voice will change. Like get mm-hmm. down. Like, cause I'm scared. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want you to fall or hurt yourself. Not that I'm trying to be mean, you know? Um, but with the strict thing, I just feel like sometimes they may not, like they have to experience to know that you were right. And right. that's why you're saying it. You know, mm-hmm. if you're constantly mm-hmm. telling them, but they're like, okay, like, cause they have no concept of why you're even saying it. Right. Versus like bringing in some of that free range was like, okay, I told you to do this, but it's at the end of the day, it's your choice and you have to live with the consequences. And so once you experience it one time, you might be like, you know what? Mom is actually right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't have done that because it's, I wouldn't have had to experience this now, you know? And then they might start to understand why you're saying certain things. If they have no concept, it's kind of like nothing's happening to me cause I'm just doing everything you say. So yeah. Is it even really true? <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and then what you were talking about, Keem, as far as the stranger danger test, that one was so crazy to Yeah. Me. Because in some of these more free households, they feel like maybe the child is too young to expose to the dangers of the world. Like somebody could really kidnap you and take mm-hmm. you away if you open the door for a stranger. So when I tell you don't open the door, don't open the door. But it's like some of the parents were saying, well, she's too young. I don't want to I don't want to scare her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to put that fear in her. Well, she needs that. Fear yeah, because I would rather her be scared of not getting taken than experiencing getting taken. Right. Right. And they were really going back and forth mm-hmm. about that. What do you all think about that? That's interesting because I do. I can I can understand how you don't want to introduce them too early to like somebody can take you because then children 
at certain ages can be fixated on that danger aspect of like, oh no, so this person can take me, that person can take me. And then they just see the world as dangerous. But I feel like it's all about introducing it in a way that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So maybe to like a three-year-old or a two-year-old, you know, stay close to mommy because mommy keeps you safe or stay close to mommy because you know me. So I don't know, say something different. So it's not like everyone out here is dangerous. And as they get older, that's when you're like, look, there are some bad people in this world. And that's why I want you close to me. So I think it's all about how you say it because you don't want to scare the kid into thinking the world is dangerous. Although we know that they're too young to understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, This is kind of funny to me because I feel like a lot of it um, with parenting, like it's routine. You got to tell them over and over Mm -hmm. or explain it to them in a way that they'll understand it. I mean, for me, I feel like you don't want to scare them, but you still want to be honest with them. And you want to tell them my nephew is, he just turned five. So funny story. We were at the park and I had him on the swings and he's watching. And there was like another little boy and his sister and his mom, they were playing. And the mom was like, all right, we're leaving. We're going, we're going to the car. The sister followed (laughs) the little brother. He wanted to play and stay there and not listen. I'm pushing him on the swings Bryson, that's my nephew's name. He goes, oh, he's going to get snatched. (laughs) (laughs) Literally said that. He said he's going to get snatched because he knows you go with mommy when it's time to leave. (laughs) Or or if not, you get snatched. (laughs) If not, you'll get snatched. So he knows like, I need to be by whoever I'm staying with and I don't speak. I say hi, but I don't speak to everybody. Mm-hmm. If we're not in it, I don't leave with you. And he's used to seeing certain people. So he'll know like somebody's picking me up from school. I don't know what you look like. Nope. Right. I haven't seen you before. So no, I'm not going to leave. I feel like it's important to just kind of like still, you don't want to scare them, but you want to let them know, like stay close because if you don't, bad things can possibly happen you know and yeah yeah so he he knows what stranger danger is and and he knows if he don't walk up with uncle keem to the car then there's somebody out here that may take him (laughs) (laughs) that is so funny to me because they really literally just relay the language yeah so i know he's like you're gonna get snatched Mm -hmm. so you better stay right he better get snatched because I know my what I'm supposed to do. Right. right. He so literally said that out loud. I burst out in like like laughing because it was so <laughs> it was so funny because I wasn't expecting him to say that. But I wasn't even paying attention. But that shows you he's like observant of what's going on. And okay, he didn't leave to go with his mom. So he's still standing there playing. Mind you, the mom is like walking across the playground. Right. At one point I look like, damn, is he gonna leave? Like is right. he is he gonna get but he got up and he went, but after a while, but it's like, no, you can't play that. Like Bryson, no, when I leave, he's out right behind mm-hmm. me. Sometimes he's leaving before me. So <laughs> <laughs> shoot, he be ready to go. But yeah. Bryson ain't playing no games. He okay? don't. He he does not play. Like he knows. Like and that's the thing. But it's constantly taught. He's the only child. So he knows mm. like you gotta reinforce those things to him so he understands like the concept of like, okay, you you don't walk off with this person or like if somebody gives you something or you know you don't know them you don't leave with them like he he's very like whoa nope i like my space i'll say hi but like i'm not gonna be shaking hands and Mm -hmm. giving hugs Mm -hmm. like you literally have to tell him it's okay you can shake his hand you know because he's like "Mm, yeah 
So I, I feel like <laughs> you just have to implement those things. Right. But it's kids. interesting you said he's the only child because I really do believe that every kid is different. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I do feel like it does take a lot of flexibility with parents to parent differently, especially if there's an age gap. Right. Because then you have two kids being raised in two different generations. For sure. So what works with one kid is not going to work for the next kid because of their personality and then also the fact that, like, like me and my brother are much older than my younger sisters. So it's like they grew up with two adults <laughs> in the household while they were, like, going to school. So that also brings a different element that it's not like they're raised around other kids. Mm-hmm. So I feel like parents just have to be flexible. Yeah, for I sure. definitely agree. Flexibility is key for sure. Um, one thing that I did notice, though, was all of the Black parents on the show... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> had similar similarities when it came to the type of parenting. And it seemed like it came from, unfortunately, the world that we live in yeah. and how Black people and Black children are treated. So for you, Nikki, high achievement was a single Black dad with his son. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was So he was very much so, like you were saying, like, we're not doing it your way. We're doing mm-hmm. it my way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was very much believing in him, but he just wanted him to be prepared to be a young black man in this world. Mm -hmm. So everything that he was doing was coming from that place. Like you got to be the best in the room. Right. Already a step back. You got to study. You got to, you know, like, no, just because you say this, no, we're doing it my way. And Mm -hmm. it was kind of a little overbearing for me Mm -hmm. because the child would say things sometimes like, dad, are you going to be disappointed if I don't do this? Mm -hmm. You know, it was kind of like he was, developing a pleasing thing or an approval thing past his own comfort. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need to be pushed, but sometimes it's like it's too much. Yeah. Like, are we, are we doing a little too much? I know, I know where it's coming from. You're scared. You want him to be prepared for this world. And the other, there was another couple in there um, that was a black mom and dad and the dad was getting so emotional. Yeah. Seeing this black man raising this black child for this world. And he was like, it's like, you got to be building a superhero mm-hmm. to survive in this world and to be black and yeah. to be successful or respected or things like that. So my, my whole household was crying at that point. My mom was crying. My dad yeah. was crying. Oh, like, Lord. I was going to say, there was a point where he talked about like uh, the house and how his son was like, oh, you know only white people live in big houses and he the father was like mm-hmm. immediately i changed the purchase of what the house was going to be and mm-hmm. he got a bigger house and that that was like really like whoa where was he from oh i, I feel like all of them are like all over the country, country. yeah okay. yeah that's really interesting yeah mm-hmm. but like they have like a really huge house and you know and it's just him and his son that's it mm. So, yeah, like that for me was a, a point where I, that kind of like tugged on my heartstrings a little bit because mm-hmm. th- that's crazy. But it's just I feel like as black people, we all have like a common shared experience that just w- when we go through life, we've been told certain things weren't for us or we couldn't have this or we couldn't do that. And now we're like really breaking those stereotypes, you know, but like kids see that and they hear it and for his son to say that was just like whoa like i I see why he's so hard on him about like Mm -hmm. you know being the best and being like a high achievement you know type of child and i get it i get Mm it but i I do feel like oh go ahead no i was gonna say but i also wonder like how like later on down the line like 
all of that pressure, you know, will affect him. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's it's just something to consider. I do think that black parenting could be a category in its own because I think there's so many nuances Honestly. that only black parents and black children understand yeah. that white parents don't necessarily go through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I I do feel like a lot of black parents parent similar. Like, I think we, I think black parents parent in similar ways. Yeah. Not all. Cause there are some black children that are just off the chain. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a parent thing, but I think for the most part, there are some things that you just know, like, yeah, a black parent is not having that. For like, sure. A black parent would never. For and, sure. Yeah. To piggyback off of that, that's exactly what I noticed. Like the black parenting was high achievement, helicopter, and discipline. Really? The yes. helicopter? Helicopter. Like, I don't trust nobody. I'm going to see and be with them every second mm-hmm. of every day. Like that, I thought that was very interesting, but it is true. They was, she was shaking her head at many of those parents who were doing like free range or like, you know, she knows exactly how her kids are going to respond in every situation because she's there (laughs) with Mm -hmm. them. And it was a two parent household, but they work off of a helicopter parenting. So it was helicopter discipline and high achievement. Discipline was a single mother. We haven't heard much from her yet, Um, but she's very much about consequences, but you know, you can still live your life, but your actions have consequences. So I thought it was so interesting that they're all kind of coming from a protect my child or prepare my child for this world more intensely than the other parents were coming. And they were all an eclectic group. There was Asian parents, there was um, Arabian parents, Spanish parents, like different types of parents that were in the room. Um, But the other side of that and many of the white parents were more routine child-led and mm-hmm. natural and those surprisingly were the parents where their child for the stranger danger test opened the door open the door right let them come in <laughs> <laughs> like and they were very um emotional about that they didn't expect their child to do that so they had to internalize okay so what message was i sending mm-hmm. to let them know that like and not every white parent child did that but mm-hmm. significantly the child led natural vibes they just let them kind of come in and so for the natural one specifically i was just wondering and nikki you would probably have a comment on this just how much freedom but then also isolation are you putting into your child by this natural thing they're in an rv all the time like literally they homeschool their kids and their kids are like 6 8 and fi- the girl is 15 and so in my head i'm like this is not serving her and her mm-hmm. growth and her social skills. Like I get the whole like, oh, we're exploring the world and nature and we're learning things from a tactile experience. Like I get to touch things and experience them from that kind of level. But she's not going to school. She's not learning how to make friends. She's not, you know, like, what is your thought on that? Yeah, <clears throat> I don't get the natural thing. Like you can give your child experiences without them being only around you in an RV and like living in like some type of like deserted area, isolation area. It reminds me of um what's her name? Rainbow from Blackish. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not to me it would not it it would be pretty rare that someone with her childhood actually grew up to be like a doctor in that way. You know what I'm saying? Because like you can grow up that isolated and then be able to socialize and thrive in society Mm -hmm. so i don't really agree with the whole natural thing i think they should have those experiences but not in a 24 7 setting for sure exactly 
Yeah. So it was so interesting. If you haven't watched it, definitely check it out. I think maybe episode five is coming out. Yeah. Um, next. So definitely interesting. Thank you guys for your feedback and input. For this sure. Was a really good conversation. Yes, sir. yes it was. so yes if you want to listen to us or watch us we are now available on youtube and you can stream us on wherever pods are casted so yes tune in (laughs) (laughs) tune in to episode four of the three little cool podcast and i am signing out peace out y'all oh what did i say Four. four. That's okay. We do want you to listen to episode four, but also listen to episode three. Three. Y'all, I'm still <laughs> but this is over. Also episode two. But they already listened to it. Oh, this okay. the oh. it. <laughs> well, the episodes are coming out. We love you guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye.